Blog Talk Radio. And now I present to you that international Bible teacher of teachers, Seer Israel of Seedwell. He will utter dark things and mysteries which have been kept from the foundation of the world, showing us the way to go. Hallelujah. True Israelites, with your host, the Seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Radio. Worldwide International Radio Broadcast, Yaquas Radio, is now on the air. I'll be your host by name, your seer, Israel of Seed We're doing a series called Revealing the Number of the B666, Psalm Edition, take number 127, live broadcast. Remember tomorrow, no broadcast on the radio tomorrow. But we will have a broadcast on Pair Talk, uh, probably a take delay or something, but we'll be on Pair Talk or something tomorrow at 7 o'clock. But right now, it's time for some more of what we're doing right now. And we're building a number to be 666, Tom part number 127, live broadcast. And we're going to see who's coming on stage to help. Remember, the harvest is plenty, but the labors is true. We got we got to get in where we fit in at. The time is now, Steve Royal. It's scattered all over the known world. The time is now. It's time to get in where you fit in at. Wherever you think you 
best to be doing in the ministry, step up and do it. Because the field got one responsibility. It's to watch everybody else on the page of the book. That's how I still watch him. He watched you all from the page of the book. And we know one thing, that everybody of old is back now. And how we know that, we'll talk about that, and we'll get on the women of old that are back now too. And how you know where the women of old is back? From the pages of the book. You will see they works on the pages of the book. And you'll be able to recognize them. And that was given to the seer to recognize all the women of old from the pages of the book. You got it? Remember that. So I'm we'll bring that young lion in. I see him coming on stage of Brother Titus. Uh, he ready to crank in that microphone and do his part in that microphone. So let's see me bring him in. We're going to get something going on. So when you meet the young line, Brother Titus Israel with a loud voice, you say, Brother Titus Israel, one of them up-and-coming teachers out of Camp 1. Yaqua B.J.F.C. Royal. Yaqua bless you there. See ya. Israel of C. Royal. Hallelujah, Yaqua. Hallelujah, y'all there, young line. Sound like you ready to do Chapter 19, verse 16. And it came to pass on the third day in the morning 
that there were thunders and lightning and a thick cloud upon the mount, and the voice of the trumpet exceedingly loud, so that all the people that was in the camp trembled. Verse 17. And Moses brought forth the people out of the camp to meet with Yahweh. And they stood at the at the neither part of the mount. Verse 18. And on Mount Horeb was all together on a smoke, because Yahweh descended upon it and fire. And the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace. And the whole mount quaked greatly. Verse 19. And when the voice of the trumpet sounded low and waxed louder and louder, Moses spake, and Yahweh answered him by a voice. Mm-hmm. So you see, so when Yahweh spoke to the children of Israel, he spoke with a loud voice. A loud voice, see, Roya. So that's the same way we got to do with take care of Yahweh's business. We got to follow example. Let's get a precept on that, young line. Let's go to First Kings. And, and what will be loud when you're talking from Yahweh's business? We're going to First Kings 8, verse 55 and 56. Let's see what it says in First Kings chapter 8, 55 and 56. Where is that, young line? The book of First Kings, chapter 8, verse 55. And 56. First Kings chapter 8, verse 55. And he stood and blessed all the congregation of Israel with a loud voice, saying, 56, Bless me, Yahweh, that I have given rest unto his people Israel, according to all that he promised. There had not failed one word of all his good promise, which he promised by the head. Of Moses, his servant. Mm-hmm. So when you when you speak with a loud voice, and Moses did tell them that Yahweh got something to say to you, then we precept that the First Kings chapter eight, and and when you're taking care of Yahweh's business, especially when his name come out, your voice got to come up some. Bless me, Yahweh. It says, bless, in 56 of 1 Kings 8, it says, bless be the four-letter man, Y-H-W-H. But in verse 55, it says, and he stood and blessed all the congregation of the children of Israel with a loud voice saying, bless be the four-letters, Y-H-W-H. There go your blessing, see right here. Your blessing in the name. Four letters, Y-H-W-H, loud voice. And so it tells us in Isaiah 58, it tells us something, young line. It tells us something when we take care of Yahweh's business. It tells us something in the 58th chapter, verse 1, 2, and 3. It tells us something. What do it tell us in Isaiah 58, 1, 2, and 3? The book of Isaiah, the seer, chapter 58, verse 1 to 3. Isaiah 58, verse 1 reads, Cry aloud 
Spare not. Lift up your voice like a trumpet and show my people their sins and the family of Israel their sins. Verse 2. Yet they seek me daily in the light to know my ways. As a nation that did right and forsook not the ordinance of their Yahweh. They answer me the ordinance of justice. They take the light and approach it to Yahweh. Verse 3. Wherefore have we fasted, say, they, that you see is not? Wherefore have we afflicted our soul? And you take us no knowledge. Behold, in the day of your fast, find pleasure and exact all your labors. Mm-hmm. He said, you be doing rituals. He said, the day when you fast, I'm not going to hear you. Because he said, I, I, I can tell when you're faking the shaking. That's what saying. Because one thing about Yahweh's word, you got to bring your A game. When it comes down to Yahweh's business, he affected of you to bring your A game. So in in First John, on the right side of the book, there, young line. Let's see what we can get out of First John on on the right side of the book, chapter five, chapter one, verse five through ten. What do First John, chapter one, verse five through ten say? The book of First John, beloved John. First John, chapter one. Verse 5 to 10. First John chapter 1, verse 5 reads. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that is light, and in him is no darkness at all. Verse 6. If we say that we have fellowship with him, we walk in darkness, we lie, and do not the truth. Verse 7. When we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Yahweh's son, his son cleanses us from all sin. Verse 8. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. Verse 9. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us. I will say, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Verse 10. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Mm-hmm. So we got to confess our sins. And that's why he said, and what is the biblical definition of sin? Just one verse. What, what sin do we got to confess? Confess our sin. What is the Bible definition of sin? And three, just one verse, verse four. All I want is verse four, young lion. What it says in First John 3, the Bible definition of sin that we got to confess. What do you say? First John, chapter three, verse four, read. Whosoever committed sin transgressed also the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. 
Sin is the breaking of Yahweh's laws, statutes, and commandments. So are you sinning? Are you breaking his law, statutes, and commandments? That's what I want to know. Come back. Hey, let's, let's find out. Let's, let's give you a, um, a test. Let's see if you sinning. Come back to Exodus chapter 19, verse 19. Let's find out. Now, now, now sit down and examine yourself. I know you got the book open up. Examine yourself. Are you sinning against Yahweh as we speak today? Let's see what it says in the book of Exodus chapter 19, verse 19. The second book of the law. The book of Exodus, chapter 19, verse 19. And when the voice of the trumpet sounded long and whacked louder and louder, Moses spake, and Yahweh answered him by a voice. And Yahweh answered him by a voice. So now Yahweh answered him by a voice, right? That's Yahweh. What Yahweh answer him by a voice? We're going to find out what Yahweh answer him by a voice. Go to St. John 5, 36 and 37. Go to the book of John, beloved John, chapter 5. Verse 36 and 37. Beloved John, chapter 5, verse 36 and verse 37. But I have greater witness than that of John. For the works which the Father has given me to finish, the same works that I do, bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. Verse 37. And the Father himself, which has sent me, which has sent me, have borne witness of me. He have neither heard his voice at any time, nor seen his shape. Mm-hmm. So, why that Moses was talking to, according to, according to, Verse number 36 and 37, the fifth chapter. That Yahweh was Yahweh the Son. That's the one that was spoke to Moses. You know, we have a problem. We say, well, we can't find Yahweh the Son. Well, it's because you never opened the Bible and read Genesis 1 1. Matter of fact, Yahweh the Son is through you open your Bible. And Genesis 1 verse 1. Read that, young line. Read where you can pick up Yahweh the Psalm by just opening your Bible in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Come on in, y'all, huh? The first book of the law, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, Yahweh the Son created the heaven and the earth. You see that? You can find Yahweh the Son in Genesis 1, 1. So, now, once they cringe at that, you take them to St. John 5 and read verse 47 and 48. See, as soon as they cringe and jump at that, this is what you do. This is what you do 
those that are going to be, you know how to cry loud and spare not. This is how you, you deliver them up. You go to St. John 5 and read the last two verses, 46 and 47. Now, what, this is how you deliver them up. And, and we're going to be, and we're waiting on the sixth and order counts to deliver them up. Let's see what we got, what we got going on in St. John chapter 5, verse 46 and 47. But let's hear that young line. Beloved John, chapter 5, verse 46 and 47. John chapter 5, verse 46 reads, For you had, for you had believed Moses. You would have believed me, for he wrote of me. Verse 47. But if you believe not his writing, how should you believe my words? He said Moses writing about him. He said Moses writing about him, and Moses wrote, and he made it plain in verse 4 or 3, a young lie. He made it plain in verse 4 or 3 when he came in a body. He made it plain to the followers that can take his word on. He said what in verse 43? John chapter 5, verse 43 reads, I am come in my Father's name, and you receive me not. If another should come in his own name, him you will receive. So, so that's what we know when you're teaching right. If he came in his Father's name, and you in the ministry, and they called him Yah, Yahweh, uh, Jesus, Lord, God, and Jehovah. We know right now you in midget, you in call a midget ministry. Because he came in his father's name. So he came in, he said, I came in my father's name. So what's the father's name? Is the father's name Jesus? Huh? A Lord and God is, is polluted titles for YHWH. Jehovah is a polluted word for YHWH. So we already know, soon you open your mouth, what kind of ministry you're in. So you, so he told you came in Father's name. And what he said in Titus 1, verse 2, uh, young line, and young line, what he says in Titus 1, verse 2. Go to the book of Titus, chapter 1, verse 2. Titus chapter 1, verse 2. And hope of eternal life with Yahweh that cannot lie, promise before the world began. Before the world began, and he's not lying on what he's saying. If he say he come in his father's name, when we, when we read the 14th chapter of end time prophecy, but you to get into the kingdom, listen very careful, the angel came to John in prison. And in the 14th chapter, he looked John eyeball to eyeball and told John to put this in writing, 14, 1 and 2. Look what he told John to put in writing, and, and, and we paid no never mind by calling him Jehovah and Jesus. Look at Sam 14, verse 1 and 2. What did he say that young line? Entire prophecy, Revelation chapter 14, verse 1 and verse 2. Revelation chapter 14, verse 1. And I look, and lo, a lamb stood on the mount, Yadah Judah, and with him 144,000, 
having his father's name written in their forehead. Verse 2. I heard a voice from heaven as the voice of many waters and as the voice of a great thunder. And I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. Uh-huh. So the 134,000, according to verse 1, young line. Now, we're going we to edify the national audience. This 134,000 must be 10,000 out of every tribe of the children of Israel. Most likely we'll read behind this. But one thing they got to have going for them, according to read verse 14, verse 1. The 144,000. A long time ago. Um, it might be at the end of it right now. It might be. But guess who had the answer to the end of knowing the end of these things? We'll find out that too. But keep one thing in your mind. The 144,000 must have 14 verse 1 in a man coming out their mouth. Read 14, verse 1 again there, young line. Entire prophecy, Revelation chapter 14, verse 1. And I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on Mount Yadaju, and with him 140 and 4,000, having his father's name written in their forehead. And what came out their mouth with the lamb? And who was his lamb in Revelation 5, verse 5? He said, they were with the lamb. And what they had coming out their mouth was Yahweh's name. Four letters, Y-H-W-H. So the 144,000, they would be identified. But what, and how you identify them, stand with the lamb, they're going to have a father's name coming out their mouth. They're going to be having the father's name. The father's name is four letters. Y-H-W-H coming out their mouth. That's how you identify the 144,000. That's how you watch the 144,000 uh, accumulate through the pages of the book. That's why it's very important to understand what he's saying. What you getting ready to read, young man? We're going to the Revelation 5, 5 uh, precept about the Lamb. Yeah, come on. We're going to Revelation, entire prophecy, chapter 5, verse 5, read. Read. And one of the elders said unto me, Read not, behold, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, have availed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. Mm-hmm. So he's a lamb from the tribe of Judah. And what else about him? Read a little bit more about it. What else, what else about him? Because when he first showed up, he didn't come as no lamb. I mean, as no lamb in the tribe of Judah. So just read a little bit more about him there, you know, lion. What else about him? Read a little bit more. Come on. Verse 6. And I be held, and lo, in the midst of the throne, and of the four beasts, in the midst of the elders, still the land, as they had been slain, had the seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of Yahweh, sent forth into all the earth. Oh, so this lamb 
he came as a lamb, but he ain't coming back as no lamb. No. He's coming back as the root of David from the tribe of Judah. He's coming back as a lion. You know the you know definition of a lion in, in Proverbs 30, verse 30, national audience? Do you know the, how you define the lion of the Bible? About the lion, find out about the lamb. Who About the lion, I mean. What about the lamb in 30, verse 30 there, young lion? Go to Book of Proverbs, chapter 30. Book of Proverbs, chapter 30. Verse 30 reads, Proverbs chapter 30, verse 30. A lion, which is strongest among beasts, and turning not away for any. He said, a lion don't back down for many. So the 144,000 have a spirit of a lion in them, and they're not going to back down from any. They're going to read this book to you all over the world. That's why you got to have a serious base for the lions to come in and sit down and learn from Yahweh's voices of the true Israelites. They got to make sure they understand that you got to go out there with his name coming out your mouth with a loud voice, full letters, Y-H-W-H. So it was already been set up, and this is what Yahweh said in Ezekiel 20, verse 4 and 5. And he made a profound statement there, young lion. What do you say that we can read in Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 4 and 5? What do you say? Go to the book of Ezekiel to see it. Chapter 20, verse 4 and verse 5. Ezekiel, chapter 20, verse 4. Will you judge him, the other man? Will you judge him? Cause him to know the abomination of their father. Verse 5, it says to them, Thus said Yahweh, in the day when I choose Israel, and lifted up my head unto the seed of the family of Israel, and made myself known unto them in the land of Egypt, bondage. When I lifted up my head unto them, saying, I am Yahweh, your Yahweh. So he chose, he chose Israel. He told the son of man the fear. Remind the whole trail tribes of Israel because the seer's job is to judge the whole trail tribes of Israel. Hold the judge, the seer for the judge of the trail tribes of Israel until So whoever the seer is, and remember one thing, the seer cannot be replaced According to 715 of 1 Samuel. Let's see what it's saying in 1 Samuel 715. Let's see, let's see how long the seal be in place. Let's see what it will be like a runoff election. We're going to find out how long the seal be in place in the 7th chapter, verse 15 of the book called 1 Samuel. Take a deep breath, there, young lion, and take your time to do your part. Come on. The book of 1 Samuel, the seer, chapter 7, verse 15. And Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life. So the seer judged Israel 
all the days of his life. He was a lot of us called overseers up under him, but he was the number one seer that judges Israel all the days of his life. He had elder women, elder men, but the seer has one position. His job is to judge Israel all the days of his life. And he and he's supposed to um Sarat Ten One. And and the seer is supposed to make sure you understand about Sarat Ten One. What it says in Sarat Ten One. Go to the book of Sarat, the seer, chapter ten, verse one. A wise seer will instruct his people in the government of a true man is well ordered. God seer will instruct his people. And we read with the precept, who is his people? See, it's time now for us to really kind of pay ourselves for 144000 But 144000 got to come sit down and be retrained by the seer. Got to be retrained by the seer. No doubt about it. So, and that's why he called his broadcast humble. But see, in First Kings chapter 8 again there, young lion, we're going to talk about exactly in First Kings chapter 8. We'll look at the verse again and look what his verse says. And verse 56. Look what it says in 8, 1 Kings 8, verse 56. A wise seer will instruct his people. But see, you got to be clear about instructing your people. We're going to read about it right here. First Kings eight fifty six. Who is the seer instruct what people by name according to? And we're not asking anybody. We just told twelve tribes of Israel. We're not connected with any organization in town, out of town, especially them pagan, all that pagan stuff going on over there in the land of Israel and Hamas and. All that land belongs to Israel anyway. But we don't know. Everybody on um, taking your land and put their name on it, and you don't know it. That's why we got to organize. And how you organize when the page of the book, but you got to know how to follow instructions led by the seer. And the seer got to make sure he know what this Bible talking about. He can't be just talking that talk. He got to make sure he clearly, a wise seer will instruct his people. Now, we got to read who his people is by precepts of 1 Kings 8, 56. Listen to it, national audience. Watch this. Come on. Read the 1 Kings, chapter 8, verse 56. Let's be Yahweh. They have given rest unto his people Israel. His people is Israel. So Yahweh told the seer to go to the people called Israel and struck, and struck them because he knew they was going to go into captivity. He said, would you judge them on some land? Show them their sin. So right, chapter 37, verse 12. And everybody be 
that's tied in with the, with the seal got to be a 37 verse 12. See, the seal can't keep company with everybody. The 144,000 that he keeps company with must be a 37 verse 12 of Sirach. What is it saying, 37 verse 12, you know, line? Book of Sirach, chapter 37, verse 12 reads, But be continually with a Yaquali man who knows to keep the commandments, law, statutes, and judgments of Yahweh, whose mind is according to your mind, and will solve with you if you should miscarry. Mm-hmm. So the Sears company got to be with the Yaquali men and the Yaquali women that you know to keep the law, statutes, and the commandments. You got to be about the law, statutes, and the commandments. And the Sears will watch you from the page of this book. Verse 26. Verse 26, and why seeing should inherit glory, honor among his people, and his name should be perpetual, everlasting. You see that? See, the seer got a great responsibility. See, we, last night left and we found out that um, about the, when you tie that check in last night, we we tied we tied in the fifteen principal men that is to come. Then we identified two more. That seventeen got to come. So we clearly got to be coming. And the seer's job is to is to watch those that's gonna come in the spirit of all these once upon a time ago big digging terrorists up on the Yahweh. So the seer got a great responsibility. I got to watch on the page of the book. And I got to watch, and we did say we're going to get on the women's. Because the women's plays a great part in days of old. And they same spirit have not been uh, 12 or 7. Even the women's of old. And in Ecclesiastes 7, uh, 12 or 7, Let's talk about the women's of old there, young lions. Let's talk about the women's of old. 12 verse 7 of Zechariah, I mean Ecclesiastes. Let's talk about them for a minute. Come on. Go to the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 12, verse 7. Ecclesiastes, chapter 12, verse 7 reads, Then should the dust return to the earth as it was. And the spirit should return unto Yahweh who gave. Mm-hmm. So that means whoever these women was in the past, Yahweh have placed their spirits back into the world today. The women. So you have women in the Bible that done great things. They back too. But guess who's going to identify them? Those seers. Because it's the seer's job is to identify those of old. That's the responsibility of the seer. And we can watch all the, remember, this thing ain't got nothing to do with seniority. No. It got something to do with, because remember one thing, everybody of old, according to Ecclesiastes 1, verse 9 through 11, 
see, this is what we got to bring to the table. Those of old that have been here before, according to Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 9 through 11. Let's talk about it, young lion. The book, Ecclesiastes, chapter 1, verse 9 through 11. The book, Ecclesiastes, chapter 1, verse 9 reads, The thing that has been, it is that which shall be, and that which is done, is that which shall be done, and there is no new thing under the sun. Verse 10, Is there anything whereof it may be said? See, this is new. It had been already of old time, which was before us. Verse 11, There is no remembrance of former things, neither should there be any remembrance of things that are to come with those that should come after. You see that? It gonna be it gonna be it gonna be no remembrance. All the women, the big dignitaries of old, it gonna be no remembrance of them. But cause Yahweh gonna place their spirit back in somebody in every generation. So the winners of old, they are back. Now let me take let's take a look at a woman of old. Uh, we see the word called proper uh, uh properties of the women of old, that means a overseer on a position. She was an over they mean there was an overseer in a position. And we gotta break it down for you to understand something. The word property is a polluted word for seer. But you have women that have positions as a overseer on a position. So we're gonna find out one thing. See we're gonna learn someone the way of learning something. And the seer gonna watch the women of today from the page of the book. Because when we read about the women of old, it was an order of things, uh, young line. And I want to take a look at an order of things in the book of, I'm struggling right now, young line. I'm struggling right now, but I'm going to look at the order of things by going to Michael chapter 6, verse 4. Now, he's talking to Michael the seer. Now, here go the order of things. Listen real good. The order of things uh, told the seer about the order of things. M-I-C-A-H, Michael, chapter 6, verse 4, what it say? The book of Michael, the seer, chapter 6, verse 4. For I brought you up out of the land of Egypt, bondage, and redeemed you out of the house of servants. And I sent before you Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. You see that? And he said, I sent before you who? Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. So you see how it goes? Moses. Aaron and Miriam. So one had a great responsibility because Yahweh just put in his mouth that I sent before you Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. So guess what? Miriam 
is back today. The spirit of Miriam is back today. But who's going to be identify her spirit? In what body? The old seer? Because we got to find out what, what did Miriam do? So we're going to watch when Miriam come at the great big temple site. Because you got to call things out, though they're not as they are. See, we know this ministry right here is going to, going to identify Miriam coming in the great big temple of Yahweh's voice of the two She'll come in there. And we're going to know her by the page of the book. The seal book, she's not going to know that she's Miriam of old. She's not going to know it. They're like all of the big dignitaries of old in last night lesson. They're not going to know that they are, they spirit been put in a body. But guess who do know? Huh? Amos 3, verse 7. Let's see who do know. Let's see who do know. With a time appointed. Amos 3, verse 7, when it said that, young line. Go to the book of Amos to see it. Chapter 3, verse 7. The book of Amos. Chapter 3, verse 7 reads Surely Yahweh would do nothing, but he revealed his secret unto his servants, the seed. You see that? One thing I know his secrets, he said, I would do nothing but reveal my secret to my servants to see it. Now, John was in prison. He was in prison. The angel came to him and said, you know, you've been locked up by the devil locked you up. And that was the last night lesson, so we didn't take care of that no more. So you got to take last night lesson and put this together. He said, now, John was in, John was in prison. But look what, he, look what the bombshell he dropped on John in 10 verse 7 of Revelation. He dropped the bombshell on John in prison on the Isle of Patmos. Look what he said to him in 10 verse 7. What did he say there, y'all line? Entire prophecy, Revelation, chapter 10, verse 7 read. For in the day of the voice of the seventh angel, when he should begin to sign, the mystery of Yahweh should be finished, as he had declared unto his servants the seeds. You see that? The mystery of everything has already been declared by his seed. The seals know, and they pass it down from one seal to the next, from one seal to the next. So whoever the sitting seal is today, he knows the mystery. He knows what to look for. So whoever the seal is sitting today, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't but one at a time now. No. Because why we know it ain't but one at a time? Latter-day Saints, why we know it ain't but one at a time? Because Hosea talks about it in 12th chapter, verse 10. It tells us the only one got a ministry in the Bible of Yahweh, it tells us, and you take notes, Latter-day Saints, huh, out of Utah Committee Board, if you, if you take notes, you hear what he told the seer, Hosea, in 12, verse 10. Listen to what he said, who got the only ministry that Yahweh is going to recognize. 
Let's see what he said that we can read. 12, verse 10. What does it say in your line? The Bible says, this here, chapter 12, verse 10. Read. I have also spoken by the seers, and I have multiplied visions and you similar to by the ministry of the seers. Uh, who got who got the ministry of Yahweh according to that verse there, uh, young lad? Who got the ministry that Yahweh is going to acknowledge according to verse 10? Who got the ministry? The seers. Read again. Read again for, for the for the latter day saints committed board out of Utah. Read it real carefully so you be clear that we know who got the ministry according to the the, the Father and the Son in heaven. Here it is right here in twelve verse ten. Read it again. Book of Zedekiah, chapter twelve, verse ten. I have also spoken. By the seers, and I have multiplied digits and used similar tools by the ministry of the seers. By the ministry of the seers. So that's who got the ministry according to the Bible, the seers. That's who Yahweh is going to. Now I need to precept that. Now I got to precept that in the book of Job. Now this is this, this, this a game changer coming in, young lion. Because when you precept about it, the game, that's the game thing. That's how you that's how you take care of business. When you precept your Bible, that's how you cut all the game sales down. Because you got a lot of Christian pastors, Islamic Judaism, they'll start murmuring at that kind of conversation. But this is where you precept about it. Let's go to um for a second chapter. Of Joe, Ishikar's boy. Now we're gonna read verse number eight. Listen real good. Now listen to what he say. So you take it any way you want to take it. This is Ishikar's boy. Joe. Huh? Let's see what you say in forty two verse eight. Come on there, young line. The book of Joe, the seer, chapter forty two, verse eight. Therefore, take you up to you. Now seven bullocks and seven rams and go to my servant Job, the seer, and offer up for yourself a burnt offer. And my servant Job, the seer, shall pray for you. For here will I accept, lest I deal with you after your folly, and that you have not spoken of me the thing which is right, like my servant Job, the seer. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 tell the world that I'll deal with you in your folly. And who would Yahweh say he's going to accept? Read that again, now, young line. Now, you're on something, young line. So, your mom was delivered a knockout blow. You made it plain. Yahweh just made it plain who he's going to accept. When it comes down to this world, running out, Yahweh can tell you exactly who he's going to accept. And every generation, right here, and 42 verse 8. Take your time now. And pick it up where it says, and my, and my, and my who. Pick it up where it says, and where it says, pick it up where it says, um, Job should do something for you. What Job going to do for you, pick it up right there. Job shall do something for you. 
Come on there, y'all live. Uh, come on up. Make the national get happy and see it too. Come on. Job chapter 42, verse 8. Job the seer shall pray for you. For him, Job the seer, will I accept, lest I deal with you after your father. And then, read you that. Read, wait a Back up a little bit and read who is Job is. He said, Job is who? Who is Job? And, and he, who is he to Yahweh? I, I don't know who. Who Job the seer is to Yahweh? Who is he to Yahweh? Go ahead and read again. And 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 go to my servant Job the seer and offer up for Hold yourself. Let, let, let me let me read let me read one time in your mind, and you catch it the next time around. And my servant Job and my servant Job the seer shall pray for you. For him will I accept. See that? See what? Yaqua. There's a Delphine raised. My servant Job the seer shall pray for you. For him will I accept. You see that? So see Yaqua. Listen, the hundred and forty four thousand you have to know these things. You're not going to know that you are from, from old. That's why you got to come and humble yourself at the great big temple of Yahweh to come, according to Romans 4, 17. What is there in Romans 4, 17 there, y'all line? Go on to the book of Romans. 4, 17. Book of Romans. Chapter 4. Verse 17, read. As it is written, and made to a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even Yahweh, who quickened the dead and called those things which be not as though they were. You see that? So we call we call him now on the great big temple of Yahweh brought it over to his wife. And the seal will be sitting right there to bear witness to the 144,000 coming. How many left? We'll tell you when time to come before that be sealed. But one thing we do know about the 144,000, we'll find out in 127. They're going to have a 14 verse 1. They're not going to be all over the place. They're going to have a revelation by the angel, 14 verse 1. Read again will be clear. When the seers sit down and watch and wait for the remainders of the 144,000, one thing the seer know they got to have working with them is 14 verse 1. What they got to have in Revelation end time prophecy 14 verse 1, y'all line? End time prophecy, Revelation chapter 14 verse 1. Read. And I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Yadah Judah, and with him a hundred forty and four thousand, having his father's name written in their forehead. And all of them would have the father's name in their forehead. So the hundred and forty-four thousand would not be talking about no Jesus, 
Yahweh, Lord God, Jesus, Jehovah, or Allah. No. The 144,000 will have the Father's name in their forehead. And one thing about the Father's name, listen, listen very careful, national audience. It was, it was talked about in Deuteronomy 6, verse 4. It was, the foundation was laid in Deuteronomy 6, verse 4, about the Father's name. This is real capital with what we can read. 6, verse 4. And go on to the fifth book of the law, the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verse 4, read. He always read. Yahweh, our Yahweh, is one Yahweh. How many letters is that? Four letters. Y-H-W-H. In Mark chapter 12, verse 29. What did it say? What? Let's precept that to Mark 12, 29. The book of Mark. Chapter 12, verse 29. Mark chapter 12, verse 29. And y'all saw the son answer there. The first of all, the commandment is, Hear, O Israel, Yahweh, our Yahweh, is one Yahweh. How many letters is that? Four letters. Y-H-W-H. So let, let, let's bring him in Zechariah 14, verse 9, then. Let's, let's bring him in, in Zechariah 14, verse 9. Y'all line, let's bring it. Zechariah 14, verse 9. We're going to bring the son on, on but we're going to bring him on the earth right now. 14, verse 9, what did it say? Zechariah. The book of Zechariah, what is here? Chapter 14, verse 9. And y'all try to be king. Over all the earth, in that day, should there be one Yahweh, and his name one. His name, how many? One. How many letters is that? Four letters. Y-H-W-H. That's the end of it. That's the end of it. So, so when we sit in the grave of the temple of Yahweh to come, when 144,000 come, a lot of things you can say, I, I think I'm 144,000. I just keep talking, keep running your mouth. And I, and I look down and, and I don't, I'm, I'm looking down at you and I don't see no 30, uh, I don't see no 15, 37 dollars verse 40. I'm, I'm going to be watching you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch you from the page of the book. Because if you're 144,000, you got to have a father's name and four letters. You got to be working with the four letters. And another thing I'm going to be looking for is what order he gave in 1537, verse 40. He gave an order to Moses tell Aaron to tell the elders and the children of Israel. In 37, in the 15th chapter, verse 37, down to verse 40. What did he say? Out of the heavenly tablets in the book of Numbers. Come on in your line. The book of Numbers, chapter 15, verse 37 through 40. Numbers, chapter 15, verse 37, read. And Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, verse 38, 
speak unto the children of Israel, 12 tribes, and them that they make them frigid in the borders of their gardens throughout their generation, and that they put upon the fridge of the borders a red band of blue. Verse 39, and it should be unto you for a fridge that you may look upon it and remember all the commandments, the laws, statutes, and judgments of Yahweh, and do them, and that you seek not after your own mind and your own eyes, after which you used to go a whoring. Verse 40, that you may remember and do all my commandments, my laws, statutes, and judgments, and be righteous unto your Yahweh. Mm-hmm. So, what you say, um, before we got a job, well, I'm saying it. Do your job the way they tell you to do it. You might be a bus driver. You might be a officer of the law. Do your job. You're not to chase people over the fence. Take care of your business. But when your job is over, go in that locker room and put on your fringes and come on by there in grand style because you got the blessing of Yahweh on you. I don't care what your job is. Huh? Understand one thing. The blessing of Yahweh is when you wear your fringes. The blessing is in the fringes. You know, you know the woman said, the woman made a claim. You know, you know the woman saying that, um, tell me how young man, say what? I'm coming back to this in a minute. You know, it was an Israelite woman from the tribe of Judah. She said something in St. John chapter, she said something. This, this is what this woman said. She made a profound statement, and um, I want to read it in St. John chapter 8. She said something there, young lion. I want to just read what she said. She made a profound statement, and in her mind, she said something in her mind. You know, she was looking for something, and that's why I'm keep telling you, see, right they're not going to identify you, but Yahweh helped. This woman was in trouble. She had a, a problem that she seen God cook all the time. And she got frustrated by seeing God cook. God, dog, I'm tired of seeing God cook. So she said something to herself, and let's, let's, let's see what she said to herself. She said something in St. John, I mean, chapter 8. And she said something, young lion. And we want to find out what did she say. What did she say? Let's see what's going on that she said out of her own mouth. We'll look at verse number. What did one of them was she talking? She's talking. She said something in her mind. Can't find the verse there, young line. She said something. Can you help those see out when a woman said something in her mind? She said something in her mind. I'm all over the place. I, I tell you what, young line. Help those see out because she said something in her mind uh, of something that she wanted to do. So. We'll leave it like that. Help those say out. What did you say out of mind there, young line?
See, the field got to watch you from the page. Yeah, you. I got to watch you from the page of the book. I understand what's going on from the page of this book. Do you know why I understand what's going on? What it says in 119, verse 99 and 100, a song. Read that first before you read me, Jackson, uh, 22, 23, 40 to 47. Before you read that, let me, let me explain something to you. The reason why I know what I'm telling you, national audience, because of what's written by the angel telling David. 119, verse 99 and 100. Hey, young man, then go sit on over, young man, and pick up that verse over there. And uh, when Eliezer and um, Ishmael, they was all hanging around Moses, and they was hanging around, I mean, hanging around uh, Abraham and his son Isaac. We're going to that. But but I want to explain to the national audience why I talk as bold as I want to and back up to these scriptures because of this verse right here. Psalm 119, verse 99 and 100. Take your time, young line, and go right on over to Jasper and do your part. Come on. Book of Psalms, chapter 119, verse 99 and 100. Psalms 119, verse 99, reads, I have more to say than all my teachings, for the covenant are my meditation. Verse 100, I understand more than the ancient, because I keep your precepts. For the book of Joshua, chapter 22, 23 to 47. Book of Jack, chapter 22, verse 23 to 47. Book of Jack, chapter 22, verse 23 reads, And the songs of Kesh, of Kesh were Anemelech, Meshach, Benar, and Yuki, and the songs of Chastel were Pidash, Michi, and Upper, verse 24, and the sons of Pidash. Well, hold on. Hold on, Yolanda. Now, well, hold on, Yolanda. You all over the place right now. Now, we want to talk about Abraham and Ishmael and Eliezer and Ishmael, and you all over the place. What you just want to do, read a bunch of verses? Are you going to get me right no. on what we need? I want to talk about what happened when he went to sacrifice his son, and you won't talk about everything else than what we, we, we on, a, on, a, on something about. Now, I want to hear about Jasper. When Abraham had Isaac with him, he had Eliezer with him and Ishmael. That's what I want to talk about. That's what I want to talk about the same room with the left. Now, what you want? Do you want a 216 at two? You want to die in 216 at you then, young man? No, sir. The book of Jasher. Book of Jasher, chapter 21. Book of Jasher, chapter 21. 
Pick it up at verse 23, 23, 47. Book of Joshua, chapter 22, verse 22. Book of Joshua, chapter 22, verse 23. And it reads, Joshua, chapter 22, verse 23.
Hey, hey, young lion, what does it say in the book of Thomas, verse 3? See, once you wake up, 12 tribes are scattered. Listen, you ain't got to pick it. You ain't got to boycott. You ain't got to murmur complaint. All you got to do is understand this Bible. Then Yahweh going to intervene. What does it say in Thomas, verse 3? What does it say that young lion? The book of Thomas. Verse 3. Yahweh the Son said, If those who lead you say to you, Lo, the kingdom is in heaven. The birds of heaven will precede you. If they say to you, It is in the sea, then the fish will precede you. Rather, the kingdom is within you and outside you. Will you know yourself? Then you should be known, and you will know that you are the sons and daughters of the living Father. If you do not know yourself, then you are in progress. And you yourselves are the problem. You see? See, if you don't know yourself, if you think you African-American, Negro, and Latino, and Puerto Rican, and Mexican, you don't know yourself. Then you're going to remain in, in poverty, even if you got your $10 in your pocket. If you don't know that when you, when you pick up the word called Christian and church, you put a curse on yourself. The children of Israel did. See, you don't know that. But we know that. We know that he told us plain in 65 verse 15 of Isaiah. And what did he say? Young lion, what did he say plain in Isaiah 65 verse 15? Look at Isaiah to see it, chapter 65, verse 15. Isaiah 65, verse 15. And you shall leave your name for a curse until my chosen. For Yahweh shall slay you. They call his servants by another name. He said, and the servant is the children of Israel, but you're going to leave your name for a curse. And what name are you going to pick up on? It's 1126. It's two names that you're going to pick up on. These are the two names you're going to be having come out your mouth and pass to your little one. Two names, two titles for you, and you're going to be affiliated with it. But it's a curse to you, 12 tribes of Israel. What is, what is two names, two titles that you're going to be affiliated with in Acts 11.26? You're going to be tied to the hip. And watch these two titles are going to come out for the children of Israel. Six says what? The book of Acts, chapter 11, verse 26. And when they had found him, he brought him into Antioch, and he came to pass. That a whole year, they sent themselves with the church and taught much people. And the disciples, followers, were called Christians first in any year. You see that? You see that? You see what, you you see what they will call you? The church. And your pastor going to say, hey, if y'all, if you, if you don't have a church home, come, come get in line, come up here. Let me put my hand on top of your head and give you a church home. The church is talking about the children of Israel. The Christian is a polluted word for the children of Israel. Both words is defiled. That's for you, children of Israel. See, it's not what the other people can do. The Joyce Myers, the T.D. Jackson, I mean, you know. But understand one thing. Once you know you're children of Israel, you cannot follow them. They got to follow you. That ain't the blessed name he gave you. He told you plainly what's going to happen to you in the 1400 B.C. 
and 2837. Hey, hey, young man, what do you say what happened to you in Deuteronomy 2837? What do you say what happened to you, 12 tribes of Israel? And, and tell me, has this happened to you right now? What do you say? Book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, verse 37, reads, And you, city cup, and astonishment, a proverb, and a byword, among all nations, where the Yahweh should lead you. Mm-hmm. And that's what we are right now. A proverb and a byword. We don't have our Yahweh in name, and we call everything else. Huh? We got all kind of bywords on us. We're a proverb and a byword. We don't have our Yahweh in name they gave us. He gave us a Yahweh name. He told us a name. Tell him what he's going to do if you carry this name. Do you know what he said in 627 number? If you carry this name at the end of your name, do you know what he said he's going to do for you? This man not, not lying. What is he going to do for you in number 622? 27. Make it 27. Number 627. Let's give that down to it. Number 627. Look what he said if you... Follow the Bible. Listen to what he's saying. Number 6, verse 27. Come on, y'all. The book of Numbers, chapter 6, verse 27, read. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them. You see that? Put my name on the children of Israel, and I will bless them. See? That's what you want before you to receive the blessing. And look what Yahweh say if you understand this. Remember, the 144 has already been the total number right now. But we know the attribute of the 144,000, they must have a father's name in them. That's step one. They're not going to know who they once were. But they're grouping up right now, the 144,000. And 144,000 is of one race of people. One race of people. See, that's one of the greatest mysteries. It ain't no mixed multitude. See, this is where paganism come in, with the mixed multitude conversation. No, see, Roy, you got to understand the Bible going to stand well, we like it or not, the Bible is going to stand. See, we, that's why we got to bring to the table, the Bible is going to stand, whether we like it or not. We will be, in this lesson, identifying the powerful women that was in the Bible and how do you identify them today from the pages of the book. We identified the men's yesterday, right? Now we identify the powerful women and their position in the Bible and what to look for. And that, and that position is for the seer to point them out from the page of the book. We're going to see about some powerful women in this Bible point them out. And we're going to be sitting there waiting on them to present themselves. We're not going to look at them according to 724. St. John, no. And we're not going to worry about the 724. 
Hey, what is saying seven twenty four there, young line? Go to the book of John. Beloved John, chapter 7, verse 24. Beloved John, chapter 7, verse 24. John, chapter 7, verse 24. Judge not according to appearance, but judge righteous judgment. You see that? When I look at you by appearance, we're not going to make a call on you because you, uh, no, we're going to judge you according to righteous judgment. Righteous judgment. That's how we're going to judge you, righteous judgment. not judging you because you're a parent. You might be quoting the Greek, quoting the English language, so what? We're not going to judge you on that. We're going to judge you according to the Bible says, righteous judgment. And, and what is that? 25. Of Deuteronomy. What is righteous judgment? What is that? What is it? You're going to judge me according to righteous? What does that mean? Give your precept, your Bible in 625 and find out what it means. What does it mean that young man, Deuteronomy 625? The third book of the law, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 25. And it should be our righteousness that we are judged to do all these commandments, laws, statutes, and judgments. Before Yahweh, our Yahweh, as he had commanded us. See, there's a commandment to do with law, statutes, and commandments. If a law to do with law, statutes, and commandments. So how do those are going to judge you according to what the Bible says? Then we read in 20, 20th chapter, verse 4 and 5, he said, would you judge them, son of man? Would you judge them? Would you show Israelites they sin, all 12 tribes? Would you do it? Hmm? That's the responsibility of fear. Responsibility of fear also is to recognize the remainders of 144,000. Whoever the city is, he has to recognize the 144,000. 144,000 must have, according to 14 verse 1, the Father's name in the head. That's step one. Hmm? And the 144,000 must have, according to what we just got through reading, and 1537 through 40. They must be having fringes on. Regardless of what kind of job they got. They can do the job, but put on your fringes. Fringes is a reminder of you to keep the law, statutes, and commandments. And also the fringes is, and according to 22 verse 5, and the fringes got to be well. What the fringes got to be according to 22 verse 5 of, you got a line? I'll do the line. What it got to be? Go on to the fifth book of the law, the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 22, verse 5. Book of Deuteronomy. Make that uh, Deuteronomy 22, verse 12. Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 12. You should make you frigid upon the four corners of your garment, wherewith you covet yourself. Is that and, and you got to have on the, the garment that covers yourself, not no miniskirt. You got to have on the fringes that cover yourself. You see? See, that was an order from Yahweh told Moses to tell Aaron and the hill. So we're going to watch you from the page of the book. Once you hear the truth, it's up to you to make a Bible decision. I mean, you make the world a decision all you want. 
But make the Bible decision. And we do see we got some some more sisters that came in to come on stage. They're hollering that microphone. Let's find out let's find out who we got coming in to give a young line a hand on tonight's episode. Because we're going to talk about the women in the film industry now. We're going to have to bring the women up and show you. We talked to men yesterday, showing you the men uh, that still got to be looking for the men to come into the great big temple site to come, according to Post 17. But we know what we're looking for. And we're going to read us from uh, 7 chapter 1 down to verse 9 in Revelation. We're going to read that too. We're going to talk about what women to look for. There's some women of the Bible we must look for according to the Savior. Guess what? We're going to read them in the Bible. What to look for? Huh? So see, we're going to be sitting down looking at this Bible. When it comes to that great big temple site of Yahweh brought them to his life. You're going to sit down reading the Bible. And all of a sudden, they throw my talking. They might talk of a storm. But he's going to be watching from the pages of the book. Huh? We gonna know. Remember, every spirit, everybody that was born, were you good or evil, Yahweh taking that spirit and put it in his hand. And he placed that spirit back for the clothing of today. So all the wicked is back today, all the righteous is back today, you're gonna spot them. The women of old. It's back today. You're going to spot them. How? Through the pages of this book. And the old seer going to be, and probably I'll be the seer that sit there and deliver the final knockout blow. But I know one thing. Is it going to be me or another one? Well, the only way the seer can be replaced. Keep one thing in your mind. Read that again, 715 of 1 Samuel. This is the only way the seer can be replaced. So if you're hearing the seer today, the only way you can be replaced calls your first Samuel seven fifteen. What does that that young line? First Samuel chapter seven, verse thirteen. And Samuel the seer judged Israel all the days of his life. You see that? You see that? So the seer uh, as long as you hear those seers talking, that that's his position to judge you, 12 tribes of Israel, all the days of his life. Now, when Yahweh shut me down, there's going to be another seer come behind me. Probably I'll be the one that uh, get me um, Matthew 25, 21. Hey, hope, hope y'all. Probably be me. Matthew 25, 21, what it say? Go up to the book of Matthew, chapter 25, verse 21. Matthew, chapter 25, verse 21. Read. Here's Yahweh said unto him, Well done, you good and faithful, righteous servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. It's you. Unto the joy of your Yahweh. And that's all I want out of deal. That's all I want out of deal. All this little stuff, because everything you see, according to Second Corinthians 418 temporarily, I can't less about that. You can't cut no deal with those things. 
All the fear wants to hear this. Well done, my good and faithful servant. I'm not in this thing for nothing else but to take care of Yahweh's business. That's all I'm about is Yahweh's business, and I'm going to find out who's going to be uh, 9416 with those seeds. What is that 9416? We're going to bring in some more for the sisters out of camp number one, we believe. What is that 9416 there, young man? Chapter 94, verse 16. Who rise up for me against the evildoers? Who stand up for me against the workers of state?
cook all the all the loose ends that you got on the table. Now, in the book of Jasper, these are the books that, you know, the county and they ain't want to talk about these books. Why should they? It tells a story. Same thing tells a story, they're going to they leave you in a blank like they tell you between Malachi and Matthew. They said, what, what happened to the book between Malachi and Matthew? And your preacher tell you, oh, that's the year that our Lord Jesus Christ wasn't talking. That's one of the greatest mystery or lie they ever been told. It was plenty of talk. They pulled the 14 books out in 1885, the Fathers in Church. The Christians pulled them out of that book. They pull out, and they, and they take this book, but this from you too. They're going to allow things to you that we got to restore back to you. In 69, verse 4, where we took them out of way. We want to enlighten you, see, right? You'll you be part of the ministry of Yahweh, for some children like you. got to speak what you know. You can't be thrown around this thing. All them degrees you got, you got to put them to the side. And how do we know that? 1434, what it says in 2nd Israel. All that stuff you are from the Catholic Church and uh, the Christian Church, Islamic Church, the Jehovah Witness Church, you got to put it to the side. Why I know that? How I know that? 2nd Israel 1434. What it says, young man? Number 2nd Israel, the seer, chapter 14, verse 34. Therefore, if so, be that you will subdue your own understanding and reform your mind, you should be kept alive, and after death, you shall obtain mercy. You see that? You got, you got to take your own understanding, all that you have learned. I don't care if you got 40, 50, 60, 70 years in the Christian church, Islamic, Judaism, Jehovah Witness Church, you got to put it all to the side. Let's Let's find out the Bible right. The Bible tell you the 144,000 must have the Father's name in their head. That's one sign they got to have. They got to be in order. They got to have 144,000. They must have the Father's name. Father's name is four letters. Y-H-W-A. That's it. Because he, he made it plain to the seer in Isaiah 42, verse 8. Do you know he told the seer Isaiah in 700 B.C., what did he tell him in 42, verse 8? This is what he told the seer to put him right. In 42, verse 8 of Isaiah. What did he say that young man? But God said to see it. Chapter 42, verse 8. Read. I am Yahweh. That is my name. And my honor, greatness, would I not give to another. Neither my praise to graven image. He said, he said, you can call me an old man you want to call me, but you're not getting no, you're not getting one from me. He said, I'm the full letter man. That is my name, full letter. And any old man you call me, you ain't getting no glory from me. Nothing. And not into graven images. And that's one thing that we got to do. We got to make sure ain't no graven image. It's up in the great big temple to come. The great big temple to come, and we, it can't be no graven images in there. No. Got to pull that down. So that's one thing, I'm going to be peeping at them graven images. Got to pull them graven images down. So y'all want to say, he ain't not giving no glory, no glory. And you see them preachers got behind the, the graven image, they behind it. No. According to the Bible, he said, ain't no graven image got nothing coming. 
I look at a Roman church out of New York say, see, you got to precept that. Where would I go and precept that at, young learn? No graven images. Give me Deuteronomy 28.64. Let's see what, what Moses told of the children of Israel. Let's see what he says, what graven image he talked about in Deuteronomy 28.64. So no graven image. So in the great big temple to come, according to Romans four uh, seventeen, the first thing the city is going to be looking for is the graven image. Oh, no, they got to take that down. Why? Why do they got to take down this, this graven image there? Huh? Why? Because the Deuteronomy is um, 2864. What does it say that, young lion? 2864. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, verse 64. And Yahweh shall scatter you, 12 tribes of Israel, among all the people, from one end of the earth, even to the other, and dare to you serve false Yahweh, which neither you nor your father, which neither you nor your father shall know, even wood and stone. Even wood and stone. Even wood and stone. What that what that wood is? That's that cloth. If you don't serve that, we well, cloth. That's that wood. And that stone is when you go over there in Mecca, that big old rock with the curtain on top of it. That what he said you're going to do? He told me 1400, what you going to do? You don't want to serve me? I'm going to have you serve a cross. And you got, and they don't got so bold with it now. They got light flashing on the cross before you get into the building, the, the cross. And then you got to go to Mecca. They say, look here. You got to walk around this black uh, uh, stone with this. A black sheet over it at least one time, seven times, and kiss the rock. He told you this gonna happen to you, O children of Israel. He doesn't know what you're gonna do. See, remember, other nations can do what they want to do. He don't have no problem. Well, with yeah, but it's something that you can't do. Like he tell you what to put in your mouth. He didn't tell a nation about what not to put in their mouth. He told you not to put that in your mouth. He told you to keep the Sabbath day, sundown Friday, sundown Saturday. He didn't tell the nation that. But they folks see your good works, and they don't come at you. Well, how can you get me blessed? Then you follow up. See, we folks let our light shine. But we're not letting our light shine. We're trying to keep up with the, the affairs of this world. Do you know what he said in 12, or Romans 12, 1, 2, and 3? Do you know what he said? What do you say that young man in 12, 1, 2, and 3 of Romans? Go on to the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 1, 2, and 3. The book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 1 reads, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of Yahweh, that you present your body a living sacrifice, righteous, acceptable unto Yahweh, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of Yahweh. He told you, he said, you don't be 
didn't conform to this world. He says, "Make let your body be a living sacrifice. What they say, well, you know, my mind is with, is with the class. No, your, your mind, that's good, but put your body in the class too. You, my mind with the class. I got my mind, my mind on the class. We catch the brother, sister, that, that don't, that didn't get to the six on account. Oh, well, my mind was on the class. Well, no, he ain't killing about your mind. Get your body up in the class. Don't he say? Let's precept that to James, throw folks down to verse 8. Let's precept that real quick, that young line. James, throw folks down to verse 8. Go on to the book of James, chapter 4, verse 4 down to verse 8. James, chapter 4, verse 4 reads, You adulterers and adulterers, know you not that the friendship of the world is enmity with Yahweh. Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is the enemy of Yahweh. Verse 5, do you think that the scripture said in vain? The spirit that's running us must it to envy. Verse 6. But he given more mercy. Wherefore, he said, Yahweh resists the pride and giveth mercy unto the humble. Verse 7. Submit yourself, therefore, to Yahweh and resist Satan the devil, and he will flee from you. Verse 8. Draw near to Yahweh. And he will draw near to you. Cleanse your minds, you sinners, and purify your minds, ye double-minded. Now, should I, now should I add anything to that? Huh? First John chapter 2, verse 15 to 17. No, I'm not going to add anything to that. You heard it plainly. What did he tell you to do? You worry about what the world is saying about you? That means you are enemy to your full element. You worry about the world. Okay. That makes you an enemy to him. And listen what he mm-hmm. listen, look what he told beloved and one first uh, John chapter two, fifteen out of verse seventeen. Look, look what he told beloved. Wait here below that young line. Beloved John, first John, chapter two, verse fifteen to seventeen. First John chapter 2, verse 15. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. But if man, if any man or woman love the world, the love of the Father is not in him or her. Verse 16. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eye and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Verse 17. The world passeth away. And the lesser of us. But he that doeth the will of Yahshua abide forever. Should I, should I interpret it? I'm not. That, that's plain. He is plain. Do you know in Second uh, Corinthians 4.18, he made a, Paul made a profound statement to those of the northern kingdom that was in Europe, Japanic land. Did you know what he told them in Second? Corinthians 4.18. Listen to what he told them. Wait up. Because to the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 4, verse 18. 2 Corinthians, chapter 4, verse 18. While we look, not after the things which are seen, 
but after the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. You see that? So what we're looking for is the things that's not seen, and that's eternal life. And what we see today, I don't care what you see today. You might see a brand-new car today. Give it some time, it's going to break down. You might see a brand-new building today. Give it some time, it's going to break down. You might see a brand-new better half today. Give it some time, it's going to break down. What you look for is eternal. And the only way you can get eternal you got to have some Matthew chapter 19, verse 16 and 17. So that nothing impressed me that, I'm, that I see, because anything I see is temporary. Look at that great big old building. Look at that. That's temporary. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be in a day and gone tomorrow. What I'm trying to enlighten you, National Order, Professor Six and on the campus, is to understand one thing. we got to look for the high calling. We got to learn this word and pray our people up back to get our blessing. Because what he got for us, you ain't got no imagination of what he got for us that love him. So temporary thing, it's on temporary. Why no temporary? Because you can see it. If you see a building, oh, that's people say in your mind, that's temporary. But we can work with it right now and organize ourselves real good for the coming of Yahweh. But we sure ain't going to happy about it. So we can read on in 24th chapter of Ezekiel. He told old Ezekiel here, he said, you see them doing wheels over there? They love the temple more than they love me. I'm going to tear this thing down. I'm going to bust them like a water mill in the 24th chapter. And for you, Ezekiel, you know what I'm do for you? I'm going to take away the desires of your eyes, Ezekiel. He said, what you mean? Oh, yeah, well, he said, I hear what I told you in the 24th chapter. I'm taking away the desires of your eyes. He got back home, his wife was dead. Ain't that something? This man is hardcore. You got to deal with this man according to his book. That man delivered you up. Becky, you were serving a Yahweh. You got to come out. Can he bum around this thing? I don't care what you see. It's temporary. What is eternal is his word. This is what you want. Because what he got prepared for us, you can't imagine what he got prepared for. Matter of fact, what did Isaiah say in 64 verse 4 there, young man? What did, what did he say in 64 verse 4? That's how the spirit of Yahweh, you know how that I told, what's still, what's the name of the blessing going to be? I said, I don't know what the name of the blessing going to be. I don't know. I said, I, I, I'm not pompous. I'm not arrogant. The spirit of Yahweh will give you that very same hour what to put down. So you got to listen to the lesson real carefully and put the label on what whatever it says. I don't know. I want to get on these women in a few minutes. And if I am going to get on them, but the same token, I'm saying one thing. I don't know what we're going to talk about. That's why we dropped Luke 12, 12 on the table. This is the spirit-led ministry. The spirit will tell you what to do. We read already earlier the 16th chapter of Acts. A couple of days ago, Paul had some on his mind. He said, no, where are you going, bro? Well, I'm going, no, no, you do what I tell you to do, Paul. Come on back and do what I tell you to do. 
And that's the way I take this book. Whatever he give me in that very same hour, that's what I put on jail. I'm not anti anybody. I'm about I'm about to get my blessing. You know? And I don't want to get my blessing. I got to deliver the knockout blow and dust saying y'all what? Look what got written in sixty four verse four. What he got written that that young line? Of Isaiah. The book. The book of Isaiah the Seer, chapter sixty four, verse four reads Isaiah chapter sixty four, verse four. But since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor received by the ear, neither have the eye seen. O Yahweh, beside you, what he has prepared for him that waited for him. Ain't that something? He said, you ain't even heard it. You ain't even heard what. He said, I don't care how much talk you have heard, you ain't really heard. What the Almighty God prepared for them that take care of his business. He said, listen, you ain't even heard it. You know, you heard a lot of land the same. People got, you know, just going all the way to, from five blocks, ten blocks. That ain't nothing compared to what you got if you get this man right. You see the man trying to see what trying to tell you? What's prepared for you? It's going to put everything you ever seen to shame. So make sure you got this man right. Make sure you learn this Bible. Make sure you understand eternal life is Matthew chapter 19, 16, and 17. Look in the mirror and tell me, are you a Matthew chapter 19, 16, and 17? You want, you want, the, you want the real deal? What is it say? Matthew 19, 16, and 17. The book of Matthew. Chapter 19, verse 16 and 17. Matthew chapter 19, verse 16. Read. And behold, what came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? Verse 17. And he said unto them, Why calls you me good? There is none good but one. That is Yahweh the Father. If you will enter into life, Keep the commandments, law, statutes, and judges. So you get off the life. You got to do what again, your life? Matthew, chapter 19. Matthew, chapter 19, verse 16 and 17. Matthew, chapter 19, verse 16. And behold, one came and said to him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? 17. And he said to him, Why calls you me good? There is none good but one. That is your father, father. If you will enter to life, keep the commandments. So if you don't get in life, you got to keep the law, statutes, and commandments. That's what we're going to tell you about. You want to get in life? Don't worry about what you're seeing now. Everything you're seeing now is temporary. I don't care how good it looks. That's that better half. All that better half is he got a washboard stomach and, and the other one got a, a Coca-Cola figure. So what? They ain't going to remain that way. They ain't going to remain that way. You better make sure you make a decision to call the dust says y'all for our words. That was you better make a decision. Well, I remember when I used Yeah, I remember when I used to be. They ain't going to remain that way. But guess what's going to stand? 
the word of Yahweh. You got to make sure you got this right. Yeah. Now, we're going to go and, and start clearing up some of these, these loose ends you got on the table there, young man. Because we check you, see what you tighten them up. So now, don't you make sure you got my Jasper 23, verse 40 47. And we see Mother D of Israel. She said, see, I think I better come and help the young lion out. Because uh, he ain't popping that book like he's supposed to pop that book. So I'm going to come on the airways. I'm going to help him out a little bit. Okay, Mother D of Israel. We let the young lion uh, give us some Jasper 2 and 3, verse number 40 to 47. Listen real good at this right here. Now, you need to hear this real good. Take your time here. Don't be in a hurry reading fast, young lion. Just read for the mass in order to hear you in grand style. 2 and 3, 40 to 47, the book of Jasper and Mother B.F. Israel will be coming up shortly behind that comma. Look at Josh, the seer, chapter 23, verse 40 to 47. Josh, chapter 23, verse 40. And Abraham went with Isaac toward the place that Yahweh had told him. Verse 41. And on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place at a distance which Yahweh had told them of. Verse 42, and a pillar of fire appeared to him that reaches from the earth to heaven and a cloud of greatness, glory upon the mountain. And the glory, greatness of Yahweh was seen in the cloud. Verse 43, and Abraham said to Isaac, my son, do you see in that mountain which we perceive at a distance that which I see upon it? Verse 44, and Isaac answered and said to his father, I see, and lo, a pillar of fire and a cloud, and the greatness of Yahweh is seen upon the cloud. Verse 45. And Abraham knew that his son Isaac was a shepherd before Yahweh for a burnt offering. Verse 46. And Abraham said to Eleazar and unto Ishmael, his son, Do you also see that which we see upon the mountain, which is at a distance? Verse 47, they answered and said, we see nothing more than like the other mountains of the earth. And Abraham knew that they were not accepted before Yahweh to go with them. And Abraham said to them, abide ye here with the ass, while I and Isaac, my son, will go to yonder mountain to worship there before Yahweh. And they did return to you. You see that? So you see, you don't have a lot of national organization on the council. They're not going to see what we see. They're not going to see a lot of things that we bring to the table. They're not going to see it. But you can't be thumbing around with them. You all understand something. Y'all got to do something for them that we can read in Second uh, Kings um, 6.17. You got to do something for you. See, it, it's up to y'all to do it. See, what we're telling you right now, we see the land in school back with our radio station. I thought we can call it Romans 4, 7, 16. We call it out though it's not as it is. We see land all around. We know one thing going to be some on it. We know it's going to be a temple. We know it's going to be a big school, radio station. We know it. We know the 144,000 come. We know how much to look for. 
huh? And we know a lot of them is not going to see it. I just can't see it. All I see is the champion. Yeah, but I, we read the champion. The champion was delivered up, too. No? And first, uh, Sammy, the big champion. The world's the champion. I'm telling you something. When you got Jacques going before you, you and you and you got all the power. Remember Mother Red last the last night lesson? She said, Don't rebel. The world is bread for us. But we gotta get the one that's the right spirit to see this thing. So we can come back after young Lion reads that one verse. This was got to happen for you, but y'all I gotta do it for you. He gotta put on you um a second king's um six seventeen. You gotta see this thing. What it say? Six seventeen of second king. The book of Second Kings, chapter six, verse seventeen. And Elijah and Elisha, the seer prayed and said, Yahweh, I pray you upon his eyes that he may see. And Yahweh opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha, the seer. See, the young man got excited. He seen the champions all around, him. and he and he, he said, "Master, what we, what what can we do? We in bad shape now." He said, well, "Why do you think you're in bad shape? Because look at this. He must me and you and and him surrounded us." He said, "Yahweh, I pray thee, open up these eyes to see that what's around him." was greater than was around the world. And that's what we're trying to say now. Don't worry about the old seer. Because the old seer got one thing. He got the Yahweh going before him, according to 914. And the seer going to see this thing unfold itself. Huh? In grand style. Because we're going to do our part to get it all we got. Every opportunity we get. You got it? Good. All right, good. Let me bring our mother. Up Israel in and see if he's ready to kind of holler in that microphone a little bit. And that's one thing about the mothers, you know, they need to be ready to go too, and I like that. It's all about getting in where you've been in at. Mother up Israel, that's why I beat you that seed, right? One of the most out of Camp One, come on. Yahweh bless you, see Israel of Sea Royal. Hallelujah. Moses, saying, 38, speak unto the children 
of Israel and bid them that they make them friends in the borders of their garments throughout their generation and that they put upon the fringes of the borders a ribbon of blue. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he, he, he said, bid the children of Israel, because it was the reason why he wanted the children of Israel to put on them uh, some blue garments with some fringes on it. It was the reason. Because people up the road going to be listening for, going to be wanting words. And they don't know where to go get a word. They'll be run over there to the Christian church and the, the Jehovah Witness churches and all that kind of stuff. and get themselves in bad shape. He put that, the put on children of Israel and them fringes. Now, a woman was visiting Doc Cook. That's all they, all trying to get covered out in the pocket. She over there trying to find old Doc Cook. But she says something in her mind, mother, in Matthew chapter 9, verse 20 to 22. Make a note of that, young lion. Matthew 9, 20, down to verse 22. This is what she said. She, said her. she always got to visit Doc Cook. Oh, Doc Cook, you know, he stayed in one of those bullhorn houses where he, you got a bullhorn that's so big. Come get your get money. This woman's like fed up paying Doc Cook all the time. So she said something in her mind. She didn't speak it out, but she said it in her mind. What she said in her mind, mother, in uh, Matthew 9, Verse 20 down to verse 22. What you say in the mind, Mother? Matthew chapter 9, verse 20. Yeah, read your book up, Mother. Hey, Mother, you, you, read, you read like the only one you want to hear you hear you with me. Read read like for this national order. Really hear where you're coming from. Get in that bullhorn and, and, and deliver your part and just there as the opera. Matthew chapter 9, 20 down to verse 22. Come on. Matthew chapter 9, verse 20 to 22. Verse 20. And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood, 12 years, came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. 21. For she said within herself, if I may but touch his garment, I shall behold. Verse 22. But Yahweh the son turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good uh, comfort. Your faith has made you whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. So you see, she said, she didn't want to say it. She said, she said, she see, look, she see the people's in the fringes. And she got tired of paying Doc Cook all her money. She got tired of always got to have Doc Cook come by and do something for her. She said, she read the verse that the children of Israel, that the bond of blessing, they were fringes. So she didn't recognize God for the son, but nobody else, but she recognized them fringes. So she said in her mind, if I just can trust the hem of them fringes, I know I will be made whole. See, the blessings in the fringes, see, Roy, 
Did you know that? The blessing is in the fringes. I don't know. I don't leave one without them. No. The blessing is in the fringes. I might have a job cutting poles up, and or you might have a job cutting poles up. Okay, fine. But when you get off the job, put your fringes on. Why? Because the blessing is in the fringes. You might be somewhere in some jump off, but guess what? The blessing is in your fringes. Did you know that? Huh? The blessing is in your fringes. Because see, y'all can recognize his own. That's why he told you, remember, it was many or chalk of color nation. That ain't how he did it. Listen, the children of Israel identified to them fringes. That's why when they left Egypt, they were wearing mini skirts. He said, no, no, no. You don't left Egypt now. Put them fringes on them children of Israel. And I'm going to bless them. The blessing is in the fringes. See, that's one of the greatest mysteries. So when 144,000 remainers come, the great big temple of Yahweh to come, I'm going to be watching for them fringes. I'm watching for their name and them fringes. Because I know if you're about Yahweh, you have two things on that I know part of. You got a name right, and you wearing fringes. Because the blessings in the fringes. So the woman said, if I just can touch the hem of them garments, the hem of them fringes, them garments, I know I'll be made whole. I'm tired of Doc Cook. Doc Cook is keeping my money. Matter of fact, he, he beat me when I get paid. He beat me, called me. Uh, I'll be waiting on you. Come on by and see me. See that? You're going to wave at Doc Cook. Yahweh is great. Give me a precept, mother. Give me St. John chapter 8. Give me St. John chapter 8, pick up verse 9 and 10. St. John chapter 8, verse 9 and 10. Precept. St. John 8, 9 and 10. What does it say, mother? St. John chapter 8, verses 9 and 10 reads, And they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at hey, the hey, mother, What you read, mother? Hey, mother, what you read? What you read? Give me St. John, John chapter 8, verse chapter 9 eight. and 10. Chapter 8, verse 9 and 10. You, you might be right. You might be right, but come on, read a little bit. Look, you read too little, I'm kind of, have him in you. I'm a half in you. I know the word have him in you too. 8 verse 9 again. St. John chapter 8 verse 9 and 10. Verse 9. And they which heard it being convicted by their own conscience went out one by one beginning at the elders, even unto the last. And Yahweh's son was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. Verse 10. When Yahweh's son had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those? Thine accuser has no man condemned thee. Verse eleven. Verse eleven. She said, "No, no man, Yahweh." And Yahweh the Son said unto her, "Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more." 
Go and see no more. Go and see no more, woman. That's what he told her. So, mother, in, in the book of Luke, chapter 9, verse 26, let's, let's put an item to this cake now. This is man, this man trying to tell you. See, the woman recognized the children of the book by their friends. But y'all find that fulfillment for those to understand this thing in, the, in 9, verse 26 of Luke. Let's get on the women's a little bit now. Let's get to the women's now. Luke, chapter 9, verse 26. Let's get that number. Luke, chapter 9, verse what verse you say? 22? 26. 26. 26. Luke chapter 9, verse 26. For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and my words, of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed, when he shall come in his own greatness and in his Father's. And of the righteous angels. Mm-hmm. He said, you going to be the same of him? He going to be the same of you. He going to come with fringes on. Yeah. Well, if I put my if them fringes on, you know, people be looking. Yeah, they both look at you. That's the blessing of Yahweh. Put them fringes on. Oh, I'm ashamed to wear these fringes. I remember some... some, some um, one of the camps, they they before they leave out, they go they go into and change the clothes. That's why you change your clothes, bro. Well, I, I want to go outside. My friends are on. Ain't that something? No, you both let your light shine. Your light is the friend. You got the blessing. The blessings in the friend. You might be a booger bear out there, and that booger bear look down, see them friends, and say, "Oh no, 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 let me go somewhere else." I'm trying to tell you something up front. The blessing of Yahweh is in the friendship. Whatever your job is, knock your job out. But we try to go put your friends on. The blessing is in the friendship. Don't you want the blessing in Yahweh? Do you know what it says in um, uh, Hebrews chapter 7? Get that one verse, mother. She got a statement over here in uh, the book of Hebrews chapter 7. You, you you believe you believe the Bible? Well, we're going to Hebrews chapter seven and see what it says. Hebrews chapter seven, um what do verse six there, Mother? Hebrews seven. Hebrews six. chapter Hebrews chapter seven, verse six. Yeah. Well make it seven. Right here. Make it seven seven. Make it seven verse seven. Hebrews chapter seven. Verse 7, and without all contradiction, the less is blessed of the better. You see that? The less blessed than the better in the world. you blessed when you got your fringes on. See, you're right. The blessing is in the fringes. Huh? You'd be surprised when you had them fringes. Some fringes talk to you like somebody, uh, you know, to take a dashing up. Don't do that. Who's that talking to me? That's your, that's your prince is talking to you. <laughs> that's it or not. We got some friends on it. Put a, it put no spin on you. You see that? 
No, young lion, no, we could get on the women's now. Because you want to think about it. We read last night lesson that it got be it got to be identified. We read Michael five five seven council men and and eight shepherds and all that. Fifteen we identified them last night. And we also have to identify the coming of these women. We gotta we gotta be watching for these women because it talks about these women. But what it say again, what is the order of these things in Michael 6, verse 4? What's the order going to be? Michael 6, verse 4. Let's talk about it, young lion. I'm going to the book of Michael, chapter 6. The book of Michael is here, chapter 6, verse 4. For I brought you up out of the land of Egypt, bondage, land of bondage, and redeemed you out of the house of servants. And I sit before you, Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. So Moses, Aaron, and Miriam, that's the order thing. So now, but what did he say that, what, what did he say in the book called Daniel chapter 4, verse 8 and 13? And y'all lying, we're saying verse 8 and 13. Go on to the book of Daniel well, to see it. Uh-huh. Go on mm-hmm. to the book of Daniel. Yeah, repeat that verse here, Daniel Israel. Daniel chapter 12. Daniel chapter 12, verse 8 and 13. Did I hear of... Sister Sarah, so how do we y'all Did I hear that? Okay, go ahead. The book of Daniel, the seer, chapter 12, verse 8, and verse 13. Daniel, chapter 12, verse 8, read. And I heard, but, but I understood not. Then said I, O my Yahweh, what should be the end of these things? Verse 13, read. But go you, your way, to the end be, for you shall rest. And stand in your life at the end of the day. He said, he said, Daddy, look here. Don't worry about it right now. You're going to take a little shed eye. I'm going to grab your spirit. I'm going to put you back off out here at the end of, at the end of days. So Daniel is out here for the end of days. He's out here now. But he got to be identified by the seer. That's in the last night lesson. He don't know that he once was Daniel. Although his body went back to the ground, but his spirit remained to Yahweh. We take the spirit back into the world for the closing of this thing. So we have to close this thing right now, see, right here. So we're going to identify the seer. You identify those of old, those seer. That's the, that's, that's the last night lesson. You tie that in from last night lesson. Now, um, young lion, uh, 
we want to understand one thing, how this thing going to be. And he talked to Moses in the 11th chapter, verse 16 and 17 of Numbers. He told Moses, Moses and Moses, the of Israel, have me first Timothy, mother, the of Israel, have me Timothy 5, 1 and 2. First Timothy 5, 1 and 2, hey, wait a minute, mother, the of Israel. What does it say read in Numbers chapter 11, verse 16 and 17? For a book of the law, the book of Numbers, chapter 11, verse 16 and 17. Numbers chapter 11, verse 16, read. And Yahweh said to Moses, Get unto me 70 men of the elders of Israel, who you know is to be the elders of the people, and officers over there, and bring them unto the temple of the congregation of Israel, that they may stay there with you, verse 17, and I will come down and talk with you there, and I will take up the spirit which is upon you, and will put it upon them, and they shall bear the burden of the people with you, and you shall bear it, not yourself alone. He said, he said, he said, men, not man, men with the E. So men. Men. Okay, good. Seven men. You bring them down to the temple. And, that's, and, and, and I'm going to come down and get the same spirit on you, Moses. I'm going to put on them. Okay, good. Now, he came in the body at Luke chapter 10, verse 1 and 2. What did he say? What did he say in Luke 10, verse 1 and 2? That, you know what Go on to the book of Luke, chapter 10, verse 1 and 2. Book of Luke, chapter 10. Verse 1 and 2. Luke chapter 10. Verse 1 reads. After these things, Yahweh appointed other 70 also and sent them two and two before his face into every city and place where he himself will come. Verse 2. Therefore said he unto them, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore, Yahweh of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers unto his harvest. Hmm? He said, he said, but Yahweh appointed 70, two by two, he said, look here. But pray ye that the, see the harvest is plenty. Even we got plenty, but the laborers is few. But see, labor just can't be a labor. You got, you got to be jumping this book right. You got to be following these laws, statutes, and commandments. Now, Paul came in, the, in the, Paul was raised in the womb, according to Galatians, not reading 1, 15, 16. And Paul had to deliver a knockout blow in Titus chapter 1, verse 5 through 11. Well, we read this thing verse 5. We'll stop it early because we're going to get to these witnesses right now. Titus chapter 1, verse 5, what it say? Let's read to get our point. Going to the book of Titus, chapter 1, verse 5. The book of Titus, chapter 1, verse 5. For this cause I left I you a creek that you should set and order the things that are washing and ordained elders in every city as I appointed you. 
see that? So Paul was the one to appoint the elders. Paul done the same thing Yahweh did and the same power the Spirit had today. Still got to look out there and see who ready, who on fire ready to go. If anybody knows Senor, it's not taking care of this business. So, Mother, what it says in 1 Timothy 5, 1 and 2, Mother? Hey, Mother. Hey, Mother, see up Israel. 1 Timothy 5, 5. Chapter 5, verse 1 and verse 2. Verse 1. Rebuke not an elder, but entreat him as a father, and the young man as brother. Verse 2. The elder woman as mother, the younger as sister, with all purity. Mm-hmm. And that's how you go to go. Look at look at the elder women that's in Yahweh as elder. Women's the elder too. And the younger ones that's in Yahweh as sister. That's good. Great. Now, young line, we're going to Exodus chapter 15. Now, we understand this order thing. Now, we see the word called politics means overseer. But overseer and what? We're going to find what, what you mean by overseer. Remember, we see Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. Let's see what Miriam was overseeing. What was she overseeing? Exodus 15, verse 20, down to verse 27. She called a overseer. Well, what was she overseeing? We're going to find out. Let's see what she's overseeing in 15, chapter, verse 20. We'll read you. We'll get our point. The book of uh, the second book of the law, the book of Exodus, chapter 15, verse 20 to 27. Exodus, chapter 15, verse 20. Read. And Miriam, the overseer, the sister of Aaron, took a timbre in her hand, and all the women went out after her with timbrels. And with dances. Verse 21. And Miriam answered them, See ye to Yahweh, for he had triumphed righteously. The horse and his rider have he thrown unto the sea. Verse yeah. 2. That's, that's good right there. So Miriam was the overseer of music. She was the overseer of music getting the women's right in the music. So Miriam was the overseer, and she was the overseer in music. That was she was overseering in music. So there you go. That's one step. So Miriam was the one that was putting the music together and told the women, look here, let's, let's, uh, let's get this uh, music together. Because what Yahweh did, so Mary had a great voice in there. Now we're going to precept that. Hey, Mother D of Israel, we're going to precept that now, Mother. Now we're going to precept that in the book of uh, Titus. We're going to precept that, Mother. Because y'all see, the, the women's got a great responsibility. See, once we get in order with this book, we're going to be ready to go, and Yahweh got no choice but to oversee. So now we want to precept that, Mother. In the book of uh, Titus, that's all we want to do. We want to precept that so we understand something. We got to make sure we fulfill our roles. 
And Titus chapter 2, mother, let's talk about it in verse number 3. Let's read a little bit. Titus chapter 2, verse 3, and we'll take it down to verse number 7. Titus chapter 2, and we'll pick it up at verse number 3 down to verse 7. Take your time, mother, be up Israel, holler in that microphone, come on. Titus chapter 2, verse 3 to 7. Verse 3. The aged woman likewise, that they be in behavior as becoming righteousness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things. Verse 4. That they may teach the young woman to be sober, to love their husband, to love their children. Verse 5, to be discreet, chaste, keeper at home, good obedience to their own husband, that the word of Yahweh be not blasphemed. Verse 6, young men likewise exalt to be sober-minded. Verse 7, in all things, showing yourself a pattern of good works and doctrine, showing uncorruptibleness, gravity, gravity, sincere. So you see, the woman, the woman responsibility is to make sure the younger ones, young men, young women, understand their foundation. So it's very important for the, the women to, you know, because most likely the place we're going to be in will have daycare centers and everything. But we got to understand what to teach them first. We got to teach them the laws of the aqua, how to, you know, how to, you know, don't use that old statement that they got in the book. Uh, what's wrong with you, baby? Uh, a, a big bob, you made me mad. Well, so what? You get another big bob tomorrow. No, 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 you don't get caught in that. See, the women's place a great responsibility in this Bible. And we're going to read some more. Remember, all these spirits are going to come just before the old seer, and the seer got to recognize them. Now we're going to the book of Esther, that young line, E-S-T-H-E-R, chapter 2, verse 5 down to verse 7. Let's see what it says that we can read. We're going to Esther, E-S-T-H-E-R, 5 down to verse 7. Go on to the book of Esther, chapter 2, verse 5 down to verse 7. The book of Esther, chapter 2, verse 5 reads, Now in Susa, the place where certain Yadda Judah, whose name was Mordecai, the Benjamite, the son of Jua, the son of Shema, the son of Kish, a Benjamite, Verse 6, who had been carried away from Yadah Judah with the captivity which had been carried away with Jeconiah, king of Judah, who Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had carried away. Verse 7, and he brought up Hadassah, Hadassah, that is Esther, his uncle's daughter, and she had neither father nor mother, 
and the maid was fair and beautiful, who Mordecai, then her father and mother, were dead, took for his own daughter. Verse 8. Uh-huh. So it came to play. That's all I said with seven young lions. You got to pay attention, young lions. I didn't call for five through seven. Some name I had a doctor. It was called Esther. They gave her name Esther. So I'm saying Esther and Hot Adopter was the Israelite name. And they're calling her Esther. You know, they, you know, you know, all where you saw, all they're going to stick a name in there. But that's the name of there. So a Hebrew or Semitic name. So now, so now, she with Mordecai, they all, which called a day, Benjamites, which called a day, they call uh, today they call them Jamaicans. You call them because they look like Jamaicans. Now, in the fourth chapter of the same book that Young learned, let's talk about it in 4, verse 14 on verse 16. Listen, listen to the mindset. And remember one thing. Every spirit of old, every person of the old is back today. So sooner or later, uh, Esther is going to come in the presence of the old seer. And he's going to recognize Esther from this right here. This is how you're going to recognize a uh, young lady. You in the spirit of Esther. Chapter 4, verse 14 and 16. Listen good. The book of Esther. Chapter 4, verse 14 to 16. After chapter 4, verse 14, read, But if you altogether hold your peace at this time, then should their enlargement and deliverance arise to Yadah Judah from another place. But you and your father's family should be destroyed. And who knoweth whether you are come to a kingdom for such a time as this? Verse 15, Then Esther, Bathe return to Mordecai, the Benjamite, this answer. Verse 16, go get it together, all y'all died Judah, that are present in Shushan, and fast eat for me, but neither eat nor drink three days, night nor day. I also, and my maiden, will fast likewise, and so will I, going to the king which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. Ain't that something? You get what I'm saying? Look here. When you come down to taking care of Yaquah's business, listen, I know the king got all the time. I'm supposed to see him once every morning or whatever. I don't care. When it comes down to Yaquah's business, I'm getting in there while I've been in. Whether I perish, well, I perish. That's the kind of woman, those kids are going to be looking for to come into the temple site with that kind of spirit on them. Listen, they come down to Yaquah's business, I do some damage to you. I'm about some Yaquah's business. You say, well, I, whether I perish, whether I, I don't care what they laws is. Whether I perish, I perish. I'm taking care of Yaquah's business. Now, see, that, now those kids will say, I like that. See, he's about seniority. about taking care of Yaquah's business. Now, in First Samuel, young line, chapter 1, verse 2 and 11. Let's get some more. See, see I'm going to watch those that come in contact with those seals, the women, and I'm going I'm to spot them. 
on the page of the book. Because I know that Yahweh put that spirit back off into for the closing today. And they're going to come in for the theater. And I'm going to recognize you, not with your appearance. It's what you say out your mouth and what you do. I'm going to know who you are. First Samuel, chapter 1, verse 2 and 11. Read it, young man. Book of First Samuel, chapter 1, verse 2 and verse 11. First Samuel, chapter 1, verse 2. And he had two wives. The name of the one was Hannah, and the name of the other was Peninnah. And Peninnah had children, but Hannah had no children. Verse 11 reads, And she bowed about and said, O Yaakov hosts, if you indeed look on the affliction of my handmaid, and remember me, and not forget your handmaid, but I will give unto your handmaid a man-child, and I will give him unto Yahweh all the days of his life, and there should no razor come upon his head. Hallelujah. What did you say? You, you, you that woman say? Well, you know, I, I'm saying uh, that I'm, I got a push problem. I'm saying that. But if you give me that son, that firstborn son that I have, I'm going to give him to the temple of Yahweh. And guess what that firstborn son became by name? Samuel. Samuel the seer. Yahweh kept it that way for, up to the time for Samuel the seer. And Samuel is the one that judged Israel all the days of life. His mama is Hannah. You can't fish your head. Then Yahweh turned right around. If you read a little further, and blessed her with uh, a big goggle for a baby. See, when you believe in Yahweh, you take care of the baby. See, this is the kind of women that the seal wants around him, the one to say, look, come down to Yahweh's business, I'm ready to go. There ain't no problem around with it. I'm ready to take care of this business. Tell them about the champion saying, let's do Yahweh's business. Let's get our people on their feet. So we know Esther is going to come, and by her action, those seals are going to recognize her. You see Now, Mother D of Israel, let's go get, let's get some more. Let's go to Judges chapter 4, verse 4 and verse 9. Now, remember the word called prophetess means an overseer of a position. An overseer of a position. That what it means, an overseer on a position. Huh? Which find out? So we're going to Judges chapter 4, mother, G.F. Israel. And look at verse 4 and verse 9. Let's listen to this spirit right here. And remember, every last one of these women is here today. And who's going to recognize them is the overseer. Judges 4. Verse 4 and 9, Mother dear Israel, holler in that microphone, come on. Judges chapter 4, verse 4 and verse 9. Verse 4. And Deborah, a prophetess judge, the wife of... Now, Deborah, 
is an overseer, and we're going to find out what position she was an overseer in. Come on. Lapa, Lapa, I don't know his name. Okay. She judged Israel at that time. Verse Lapa, nine. At that time. And she said, I will surely go with you, notwithstanding the journey that thou takest shall not be for thine honor. For Yahweh shall sell sister into the hand of a woman, and devil a rock. Okay, good. So you hear, you hear devil say it? She said, now, he said, I'm going to go with you. Uh, I'm going to go with your head man of uh, uh, Israel army. See, this guy was the head of the Israelite army. So I'm going to go with you, but not for your glory. But I'm going to tell you now, the man we looking for on Cicero, he's going to be delivered into the hand of a woman. He's going to be delivered into the hand of a woman. Because that's what she said. Deborah. Now, you know, I'm going to be sitting around, and I'm going to see that spirit of Deborah in somebody. Mother Deborah Israel. I'm going to see the spirit. We come down to Yahweh business. I'm ready to go. She said, look here. Now read verse 9. Verse 9, Mother Israel. Yes, ma'am, verse 9. Well, you didn't read it loud enough. Judges chapter 4, verse 9. And and she said, I will surely go with you, notwithstanding the journey that thou takest shall not be for thine honor, for Yahweh shall sell Caesarea into the hand of a woman, and never arose. Yeah. And w- she, she was, she was, she was, she was, she was uh, Mother Deborah said, she said, I'm with you, Phil. As long as you're about to be Yahweh's business, I'm with you. If it's about Yahweh's business, just take care of Yahweh's business. I'm ready to go. This ain't got nothing to do with nothing personal. If it's about Yahweh's business, I'm for it too. Now, she ain't going to be sitting around with, with Mother Devil Israel, present herself. And that's the spirit he'll be looking at. When it comes down to Yahweh's business, let's take care of Yahweh's business. This is what it's all about. Yahweh's business. Get our blessing. Now, Mother, let's read. She said, now, I'm going to tell you something, uh, big general, the other army. I'm going to go with you, but I'm going to tell you how this thing going to happen. This thing going to be delivered in the hand to a woman. Let's read that, Mother. We're on Judges chapter 5, verse 12, 15, 12 and 15. Let's see it saying Judges chapter 5, verse 12 and 15. See, one thing about it, the wizards of the Bible, them same spirits is back now. So you got to be right. Can be thrown around this thing all over, you know, you know, double-minded and, you know, go them. Mother Devil Israel gonna spot you. If you're double-minded and you ain't right, she gonna spot that. You ain't right. You ain't right. I'm gonna spot you. I don't care what you got on. You see that? 
That will be the spirit of devil coming back again. And old Sid will be sitting there watching her. And she tell you, you ain't right, you ain't right. Bottom line. Judges, chapter 5, 12 and 15, come on. Judges, chapter 5, verses 12 and verse 15, verse 12. Awake, awake, Deborah. Awake, awake, utter a song, arise, bark, and lead your captivity captive, thou son of Abim. Ab- Where you at? Video. Verse 15. Verse 15. And the prince of Issachar. Where, wherewith Deborah, even Issachar, and also Barak, Baruch, he was sent on Barak. foot. Barak, sent on foot unto the valley for the division of Reuben. There were great. There were great. To Thought of mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know you're pumping all the place, but that's okay, mother. You, you, you <laughs> give it all you got. That's what it's all about. Skip down to verse 27. I heard it. So right. well, well, what's it about it, mother? You're swinging. You're swinging. Keep on swinging. That's all. Everybody got the book mm-hmm. over there reading it too. Skip down to verse mm-hmm. number. Well, I said, skip down to what again? I didn't hear. I didn't hear. I heard twenty-four. Twenty-four down to verse twenty-seven. Let's keep swinging. Twenty-four. That was all about. Twenty-four to twenty-seven. Getting on in there. Okay. Uh, Judges chapter five, verse twenty-four to twenty-seven, verse twenty-four. Blessed above women, shall the wife of. Eva, the Kenite, B, blessed shall she be above women in the tent. 25, he asked water, and she gave him milk. She brought forth butter. And Are you talking to me? Fear. Fear. What you reading now? You, you do it there, mother? No, I was at 25. Come on, just read. Come on. He, he asked water, and she gave him milk. She brought four bottles okay, in a... Uh-huh. In a large dish. Twenty-six. She put her hand to the nail, and her right hand to the workman's hammer, and with the hammer she smite Cicero. She smote it off his head when she had pierced and struck. Through his stricken, stricken. 
she she was checking minds up. She was the head of the college. So this woman right here is going to show up. She's going to show up. That is an educator prepared to help the young men and the young women to put them in a proper position. This woman is going to show up at the Great Lake Temple, and she's going to be a she gonna be a whatever I just use, an educator. She's gonna be a person that got high status in degrees of understanding. Nine times and counting and help frame them from their mind. So this woman gonna show up, an educator. Hallelujah. Yes, what? Yeah. See? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Pastor Sarah. Now, Sister Sarah, now, another woman going to show up, uh, Sister Sarah, and we got to watch with this woman. In Second Samuel, chapter 20, 16 down to verse 22, we got to watch for another woman going to show up. Second Samuel, chapter 20, verse 16 down to verse 22. So now the see, got to watch for all these mothers, sisters, to show with this kind of spirit. Some gonna be able to do music. Some gonna be able to do a whole lot of things in Yahweh. And some gonna be on have this spirit on them right here. Let's see what he said in second Sister Sarah. She was saying in second Samuel twenty verse sixteen on verse twenty two. Going to the book of Second Samuel, chapter twenty. Reading 16 through 22. 16 reads. 22. Then cried. Stay on verse 22. Second Samuel 6, 16. I mean 20. Verse 16 on verse 22. What does it say? Verse 16 reads. Then cried a wise woman out of the city. Hear, hear. Say, I pray you unto Job. Come near hither that I may speak with you. 17. And when he was come near unto her, the woman said, Are thou Job? And he answered, I am he. Then she said unto him, Hear the words of thine handmaid. And he answered, I do hear. 18. Then she spoke, saying, They were wont to speak in old times, saying, They shall surely ask counsel about Abel. And so they ended ended the matter. 19. And I am one of them that are peaceable and faithful in Israel. Thou seekest to destroy a city and a mother in Israel. Why wilt thou swallow up the inheritance of the Yahweh? 20. And Job answered and said, Far be it, far be it from me that I should swallow up or destroy. 21. The matter is not so, but a man of Mount Ephraim, Sheba, the son of Fikri, by name, have lifted up his hand against the king, even against David. Deliver him only, and I will depart from the city. And the woman said unto Job, Behold, his head shall be thrown to you over the wall. 
verse 22. Then the woman. What, 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 did that, what, what, did that, what did that mother, that mother of Israel do? Uh, what, what did she do? Did she, what, what did she do? Say it's a problem. Um, it's a problem about Yahweh's business, and and so happy this fellow is around us. What did she? What this mother says she gonna do against himself? What your mother's got together and done what? Where do some Sarah in verse 22, 21, 22. In 21, the matter is not so, but a man of Mount Ephraim, Siva, the son of Bichri by name, have lifted up his hand against the king, even against David. Deliver him only, and I will depart from the city. And the woman said unto Job, Behold, his head shall be thrown to you over the wall. Verse 32 reads, And of the children of Issachar, 
which were men that had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. The heads of them were 200. You see that? We got to have the women knowing the time on what they got to do for Israel. You got to know the time, and what time it is, it's this book. You got to know this book. The time is now, is what can we do for Israel? We in bad shape as a people. Everybody taking our blessings. And that's why I said plainly about your blessing. What are you going to do? What he said in uh, Isaiah 18, verse 4 through 7, Isaiah 18, verse 4, and y'all lying. Have me the Maccabees, chapter 2, verse 42 down to verse 64, and Mother D of Israel. Have me Jeremiah, chapter 51, verse 19 down to verse 23. Have that waiting on me. Sarah, what you read? Uh, Isaiah 18, going verse 4. The, going to the book of Isaiah, chapter 18, verse 4. Verse 4 reads, For so the Yahweh said unto me, I will take my rest, and I will consider in my dwelling place like a clear heat upon earth and like a cloud of dew in the heat of harvest. He said, I'm a gold. And take my place. I'm just going to watch y'all. Hosea 5, 15, Sister Sarah. Going to the book of Hosea, chapter 5, verse 15. Verse 15 reads, I will go and return to my place till they acknowledge their offense and seek my faith in their affliction. They will seek me early. And so, sir, who are you talking about? Who he say I'm going to go and watch? Let's go to Second Chronicles 7, 14 down to verse 16. Who is he telling it to, Sister Sarah? He said, I'm going to go watch y'all. He said, your affliction, when you get tired of getting your back beat, when you get tired of getting your back beat, last one hide and the first one died. And then you stop sinning against me, then we'll step forth. Who is he talking about? Let's read that to Sarah by going to Second Chronicles 7, 14 down to verse 16. Going to the book of Second Chronicles, chapter 7, reading verse 14 down to 16. 14 reads, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my faith, and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. 15. Now my eyes shall be open, and my ears attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. 16. For now have I chosen, sanctified this house, that my name may be there forever, and my eyes and my mind my mind shall be there perpetually. Mm-hmm. He said, Peter's called by his name and tell my future child, if you seek his faith, he'll heal your brain, your body, your mind. He'll get you on the right track. If you seek him, he's a Sabbath keeper. Give me one more, Sarah. Give me uh, Isaiah 42. 
18 down to verse 25. Isaiah 42, 18 down to verse 25. What does it say? Go on to the book of Isaiah, chapter 42, reading verses 18 down to 25. Verse 18 reads, Hear, you deaf, and look, you blind, that you may see. Verse 19, Who is blind but my servant, or deaf, as my messenger that I sent? Who is blind as he that is cursed, and blind as the Yahweh servant? 20, seeing many things, but thou observest not, opening the ear, but he hear not. 21, Yahweh is well pleased for his righteousness sake. He will magnify the law and make it honorable. 22, but this is a people robbed and spoiled. They are all of them snarled in holes, and they are hid in prison houses. They are for a prey, and none delivered for a spoil, and none safe restored. 23. Who among you will give ear to this? Who will hearken and hear for the time to come? 24. Who gave Jacob for a spoil, and Israel to the robbers? Did not the Yahweh, he against whom we have sinned? For they would not walk in his ways, neither were they obedient unto his law. 25. Therefore he hath poured upon him the fury of his anger and the strength of battle, and hath set him on fire round about. Yet he knew not, and it burns him. Yet he laid it not to the mind. You see that? So you got some... You got some. Israelites today, they don't know the signs and the times, and Yahweh burns him on every business deal and everything else, and they can't figure out what's going to happen. Because Yahweh is working with you, because you got a job to do in Yahweh's church. You got to do your Yahweh first. Now, so say we're going to get one more verse in the closing statement. Give me Sirach, chapter 12, verse 2 down, verse 10, and closing statement, so Sarah. Sirach, chapter 12, verse 2, down to verse 2. Make it down to verse 10 and, and a closing statement. Sirach, chapter 12, 2 down to verse 10 and a closing statement. That's excellent on your part, Sister Sarah. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Reading the book of Sirach, chapter 12, verse 2 down to verse 10. Verse 2 reads, do good to the Yaqwali man. Thou shalt find a recompense. And if not from him, yet from the Most High. Three, there can no good come to him that is always occupied in evil, nor to him that give no alms. Four, give to the Yaqwali man and help not a sinner. Five, do well unto him that is lowly, but give not to the unyakwali. Hold back your bread and give it not unto him. Least he overmaster you thereby. For else thou shalt receive twice as much evil for all the good thou shalt have done unto him. 
6. For the Most High, take sinners and repay vengeance unto the Unyakwali and keep them against the mighty day of their punishment. 7. Give unto the good and help not the sinner. 8. A friend cannot be known in prosperity, and an enemy cannot be hidden in adversity. Nine, in the prosperity of a man, enemies will be grieved. But in his adversity, even a friend will depart. Ten, never trust your enemy. For like as iron rust, so is his wickedness. Hallelujah. Hosea, come on. Okay. Never trust your enemy. Okay, I'm going to get skin and grin with you. Don't trust him. So, I'm going to read Sirach 32, verse 19. Read. Give not your son and wife, your brother and friend, power over you while thou livest. And give not thy goods to another, least to repent you, and thou entreat for the same again. Twenty, as long as thou livest, and have breathed in you, and have breath in you, give not thyself over to any. Hallelujah. You know what I need in the closing statement of that young line? Give me what I need over there in that book. Because, see, one thing we do know, we come on the airway six nights a week, and we all be, and we know this is going to happen as long as we keep on moving forward. And, Yahqua, give me what I need, whatever the verse I gave you, come on with it. Maccabees, chapter 2, 42, 64 in the closing statement of that young line. Come on. The book of First Maccabees, chapter 2. Verse 42 to 64. 1 Maccabees chapter 2, verse 42. Then came there unto him a company of Assyrians, who were a mighty man of Israel, even all such as were voluntarily devoted unto the law. Verse 43. Also all they that fled for persecution joined themselves unto death and were a stay unto death. Verse 44, so they joined their forces and smoked sinful men and their anger and wicked men and their wrath. But the rest fled to the nation of Esau. For Sikor, verse 45, then Mattathias and his friends went round about and pulled down the altar. 46, and what children... So ever they found within the coast of Israel, southern Canaan, Benjamin, Judah, led by Simeon, uncircumcised those, they were circumcised, voluntarily. Verse 47, they persuaded also after the proud man, and the work prospered in their hands. Verse 47, Verse 48, so they recovered the law out of the hand of the nation of Esau and his five sons. 
And out of the hand of the king, need to suffer day, the sinner.